720 WGN. Thanks for joining us. You know Elise Glink. She joins us every Friday. She is the CEO of Best Money Moves Financial Wellness Company. And it's a story that is always evolving. And that is the one about student loan debt and forgiveness. What's the latest, Elise? Well, the Biden administration is trying to find ways to forgive another round of student loans for people. So yesterday, the Department of Education outlined a set of factors that could identify financially struggling borrowers. I mean, hello, maybe the people not paying their bills on time. Uh, And also those with student loan balances. And what they're looking to do is tie sort of how big these payments are, these repayments to household income. And what they want to do, and which has not been approved yet, but they're hoping will be soon, people who have high child care costs or high health care expenses, right now those aren't included in the formula. They want them to be included in the formula because those are real out-of-pocket costs that people are paying. And they also want to see if they can establish financial hardship based on other debt obligations disability, or even age. And so what they're trying to do is just really broaden the whole thing so that more people can be included. Right. And even though they're trying to broaden it, there will people, many people will say, well, that's not fair. I paid my loans. That (laughs) that is what has repeatedly been the answer for a lot of people. Okay. Consumers are feeling good. We're spending, right? Uh, David Hochberg was on yesterday. He said we're spending way too much on ridiculous (laughs) stuff, but uh, it certainly has helped the economy, right? Yeah, it has helped the economy. People are starting to feel better about this. And we've had this gloom, this pandemic gloom that's just been sort of hanging over us, even as the economy has produced just record numbers of jobs. I mean, it's kind of incredible, Lisa, how many jobs we've created in this economy since the pandemic started. But even with that, and, and, you know, even with the fact that people are making more money, they still have felt really strapped. And it's true. I mean, I look at this number all the time because of my work with Best Money Moves. But, you know, people, 60, 64% of people are living paycheck to paycheck. And a good third of everybody under the age of maybe 32 are still living at home with their parents. And so if you're the parent, you're paying for them and food and whatever on top of it. But what happened this week was sort of interesting. So the University of Michigan's Consumer Sentiment Index ticked up, released this morning, ticked up to 79.6% for February, up from just 79 in January. It's a small increase. But it follows two sharp months of increase that were the largest in 30 years. And so we're kind of at a place now where people are starting to trust, I think, that the good news is real. It's going to have positive impacts for them and their own lives. And they're going to be able to do a little bit better. Elise Glink is with us. Thinkglink.com is where you can find her. And Elise, I was intrigued by this story that you sent me about the financial columnist who got tricked out of $50,000 because you would think somebody who has that position could never be scammed. But that just speaks to how elaborate these scammers are. The scammers are are elaborate. They have a lot of information they can find about you. The person we're talking about is a woman named Charlotte Cowles, and she is the Cuts Financial Advice columnist. She has also written for the New York Times and for a whole bunch of other very well-known popu- you know, uh, publications. But what happened to her was she literally got a call out of the blue one day when her two-year-old was off, you know, playing in the room. And 
They knew her two-year-old's name. They knew the last four digits of her social security number. They knew uh, the name of her, her name, her husband's name, her address, all this sort of information. And because the person on the phone knew all this and knew that the two-year-old was playing in the living room, told her her house was being watched. I mean, my hackles in the back of my neck are raised just sort of reading this, right? And he basically said, you've been hacked. I'm from the, and I think the first place he said he was from the CIA and working with the Federal Trade Commission, and we're here to help. And the help involved putting $50,000 into a shoebox, taping it shut, walking down the front steps of her house and putting them it putting it into a white Mercedes. Because of course the government's driving around white Mercedes SUVs, right? Wow. I don't know that I'd ever say that happened to me if it happened to me. <laughs> I would be horrified, especially if I'm a financial columnist. Yeah, you know it's interesting because when you're people who typically get scammed aren't people with high financial literacy and college degrees from fancy universities, right? I mean, she's written, she used to have a weekly column in the business section of the New York Times. And, you know, what happened was she just got scammed. I mean, this can happen to almost anyone. And she got reeled in. It's a little bit like, you know, the uh, catfish scams, right? Where You've got people who claim to be, you know, they're texting you and, you know, they, it starts off with just a mild flirtation. And once they get you hooked, it goes deeper and deeper. And suddenly you're sending people across the world $20,000, right? Or whatever it is. And it, it's always based these scams on a little bit of truth. So the person on the phone explained that Amazon, this all started with Amazon. Amazon had been having problems with identity theft and false accounts. And that's actually true. Um, in fact, Sam and I, you know, got, uh, we didn't get hooked into anything, but we were concerned enough that maybe there was a scam going on with a, uh, just something we received out of the blue that had no name that we called Amazon. And they said, yes, this has been going on. And really, that's the first thing that this columnist should have done is she should have called the CIA directly or the FBI or the Federal Trade Commission or even 911. Yeah. And said, hey, I just want to double check, <laughs> you yeah. know, or she could have called Amazon because you know, what they said to her is, well, you, you know, your one account, but there's a secret account in your name that, you know, is charging all this stuff up and your credit card is being scammed. She never even thought to call her credit card company. That's crazy. So you have to take a step back if something happens like this to you, and instead of immediately, you know, writing a check to somebody and start giving them personal information on the phone, hang up the phone, call your credit card company directly, call the local office of the FBI directly. You can even reach out to the Federal Trade Commission directly. When you reach out to these companies and you verify the information then you'll get different uh, instructions of how to work with them. And at the end of the day, even at the very last moment when she went down her steps and saw the white Mercedes SUV, she could have stopped it right then and there. But she was by that time so hooked in that she she just couldn't do it. The story is actually on The Cut, thecut.com, which is part of the New York uh, Magazine group, I think. Uh, but well worth the read. And... Um, and certainly scary and a good lesson for everybody. 
Yeah, and so that's $50,000, but I had read that Americans lost $2.7 billion to impersonator scams last year. Yeah, that's it's really staggering number. It is staggering. And uh, the other thing, you know, we've talked about this before, you know, the number of scams is increasing in cybersecurity, which is different from identity theft protection, by the way. Um, cyber scams are, are increasing and they are affecting, you know, young kids who are on social media as well as, you know, your parents, uh, elderly parents might be a target because they've got money and they're less sophisticated with it. My own mom got caught a couple of times, um, just fat fingering different things on, you know, online and on her phone and didn't quite realize what was going on. Um, and thankfully, we were able to shut everything down before she lost any money. But it's easy to get caught. Um, I just want everybody to be super careful out there. Absolutely. Elise Glink, thinkglink.com. And how can they find your your published articles on Substack? Um, you can go to either ThinkLink, uh, the website, or you can go to glink.substack.com and sign up there. Thank you so much, Elise. Have a great weekend. Hey, you too, Lisa. Steve's News is coming up on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.